have made the greatest decision today in tuning into this uh, fantastic, uh, awesome, well-written, Emmy-winning, Emmy-winning? Didn't we say Grammy? Grammy Award winning? Didn't we win a jazz award for jazzercising? <laughs> anyway, you've turned into the uh, Pastors of Pain show. Unitard? <laughs> That's like, and then the ones, one, one outfit, like a onesie, yeah, a onesie. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, you've turned into uh, the uh, turn. I can never say that word. Turned. People are gonna stop listening to us if I can't say words pr- Let's properly. Quit. It's Let's, over. Uh, look, yeah, I know. Thanks for coming, anyway. everyone. <laughs> anyway, this is the Pastors of Pain show here in uh, Payne County, America, the Red Dirt Riviera here on uh, Pete FM, or you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on. Pinterest? No, you can't <laughs> listen to us on Pinterest anymore. We got we got taken off Pinterest. Uh, you can listen to us on you have Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Uh, Saint John Catholic Pinterest. student. Saint Saint Francis Xavier. Uh, you can find Wherever us wherever you twi- get podcasts. Twitter, uh, Apple Apple Show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Apple Podcasts. Have you have you been listening to Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in the Year? So I kind of gave up a little bit ago. What? And I have yet to reengage. You start again. It's fantastic. I encourage everybody jump on it. I'm getting uh, I'm getting significant flack from my people. What on two major points? Uh huh. One is because uh, a lot of people, a lot of people are listening to Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year podcast, oh, and they should. Yeah. And I, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't. I don't have anything against it, but I, I, I just, I got out of the habit. Okay. And have not picked it back up. Then the other, my goodness. Is the chosen? I haven't seen any of it. We should watch it this summer with the seminarians because people are, uh, as the kids say, all up in my business <laughs> uh, for not watching it. They're like every time they say, "Oh, last night's chosen was," so, and I'm like, "Oh, you know." And I say this with great sympathy, but I'm like, "Oh, I know. I, oh, I haven't seen it." And the look on their face, like I just stabbed them, or uh, like, wow. yeah, like. You're so mean. They're just like, <gasps> how dare there's you? A, there's an audible gasp. <gasps> what? Uh, and then I say, yeah, just I just haven't I haven't seen it. <gasps> but and then they go and then off they go. They leave into, you and never talk no, to you again. Yeah, oh, well, they walk away. They hit me, <laughs> uh, yell at me, and demand a d- another pastor. Well, I um, would too if I was them. Um, I would too. Yeah, I'm with you. But anyway, so no, I'm not. I'm not up on. Um, Podcasts I listen to uh, are The Pillar. Oh, yes. Pillar podcast every Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, I listen to uh, The Catholic Man Show. Who? Out of Tulsa. I don't know who those guys. They've been oh, around. Oh, yes. They're yes. part of our, yes. part of, they're part of our, uh, part of our inspiration. Because I, I, I got to be on the show, on The Catholic Man yeah. Show a couple times with, with uh, Adam Minahan and David Niles. Okay. And I was like, I could do this. I can totally do this now. They're way more. We can do it. They're way more like organized, and they have like what? They have like cameras, and they got all. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they? So I listen to that. I listen to the Catholic Man Show. Are you saying they're better than us? I recommend. Are you saying you're better than me? Are you? No. Are are you saying that they're better than us? You think you're the world's greatest dad? (laughs) No. Um, Then, uh, so I listen to that. I listen to. I have to look. I don't know what else I listen to. Um, Oh, I listen to uh, Every Knee Shall Bow. I don't know, Which is like an evangelization podcast. I listen to Bishop Barron. What? There's a lot of murder podcasts. Yeah, I don't really. I listen to the Liturgy Guys. Oh yeah, I listen to those dudes I, too. Uh, sporadically, sporadically, uh, and that's 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 usually what's about the, it. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious his World. Oh. His world is like it does like church stuff, but oh. it's also like 
uh, stuff on uh, I am not aliens, uh, UFOs. Um, there was one on a nuclear launch, an accidental nuclear launch. That doesn't sound like something I'm interested I, in. I, it's kind of like mystery history, stuff you never heard of. That does not sound like something oh, I'd be like, interested in. I like Jimmy Akin. Yeah. Yeah, Based Jimmy on your Aikens. description, I do not like his podcast. Oh, I like his podcast. So there. Okay, we'll just have so we'll just have to agree it. to disagree. <laughs> but one thing on which we can't agree, Father, uh, is the priesthood is awesome. Yes. Okay. As we said last time, I think there's never been a better time to be a Catholic priest. Uh huh. Okay. We've had uh, we have ordinations coming up. Ooh, That's yeah. exciting. Uh, two new priests, Father Joshua Vatruba, Vatrubo dog, and f- the soon to be Father. Alessandro Calderoni. Who? He was here last summer. Oh, that's right. He's the guy who lived in our house for four months. <laughs> um, so both yeah. those guys are going to be priests. Yeah. We have some new deacons uh, that were ordained a couple weeks ago. I, uh, I don't, that's exciting. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, like We have some new seminarians. We, I have some new married college students. Well, let's talk about marriage. Whoa, whoa. I, so a couple weeks ago, yeah, I had, he's a grad student and she's a senior. And they're 21 and 22 He's years old. He's a grad student, and she's a senior. It's, and, what's their names? Uh, Tanner Price oh. and Julia Price. Pierce oh. Price. Yeah. Now, now. Uh, yeah. She's hyphenating? No, she's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pierce Price? No, she, uh, they, they're like, they're the most fantastic couple. I've done. Now, okay, I don't want to say this. You know this. other couples are listening I to know, this. I know. No, no one else is listening to this. They're the best married couple I've ever met. It is. It has been fun to watch them grow up as freshmen and to watch that they're both involved in Greek life um, that he's um, getting his master's degree she was my, on my student leadership council so just get to watch them where grow. He, she's from Edmond right she's from Edmund where's he from he's from northern Colorado uh, Col- uh, Col- northern <laughs> Col- Colorado northern Colorado okay. he went to Holy um, Holy Family High School in northern Col- All in right. North Denver nice 144th and Tennessee. So that's one wedding, but there are others. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. not going to list all the weddings. Clayla. Because I think <laughs> they were on the show. Clay, yeah, they did the dating advice show. And Kayla Cuba. Oh, yeah. There's just so many great weddings going on. Um, I, I, I did a little a little figuring, and I think between the three of us, between me and you and Father Robert Duck, over the next, I think on the calendar... And not all of them are here because right. there's been a little bit, little bit of travel. I got one in Dallas. I think there's 35 weddings. Uh, is that a lot? I think so. I don't know. Uh, it seems like. I don't know what a parish does. That seems like a lot. I'm sure there's other places where there are more. Mm-hmm. My buddy actually, in, uh, he, uh, Father Bob Gross, he used to be the priest at uh, the Basilica in Dyersville, Iowa. Oh, that's which is like a, beautiful church. So they used to do, they did 70 weddings a year. But they didn't have to do marriage prep. Couples just showed up. I think that was a dest- it was a destination like the one you did in uh, Southwest Texas, the painted churches of Southwest Texas. Uh, Fredericksburg, yeah, they were from here, y- exactly. So I did their prep here, exactly. And then you went down there with them. Jake Freiberger, yeah, and Morgan Freiberger. Are they both have the same last name? They're they're brothers and sisters. Oh, no, weird. The, oh, they got that would ma- not be allowed. <laughs> um, no, 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 they got married. Yeah. Oh, okay. And their last name is Freiberger. Correct. And they got married where? St. Uh, Holy Trinity? Holy Trinity where? Fredericksburg, Texas. Oh, I get in the Freiburger and Fredericksburg mixed up. Yeah. I didn't want to call them the Fredericksburgs. I got you. Okay. But, it, but anyway, a lot of weddings. A lot of weddings. A lot of weddings. Uh, okay. I, I I love marriages. I love weddings. Why don't you get married? Uh, if you be- love marriage so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> and, you know, the uh, every time I do marriage preparation with couples, 
I walked them, I walked them to the story of marriage. So I walked them through the entire story of salvation history as a marriage, because the, the, the Bible begins with a story of marriage. Adam and Eve. Well, mar- no, I, I would even say before it starts. That? Yeah, before that, you know, Scott Hahn wrote in his book one time, he was talking about how um, there's a space created and filled like the heavens are made and then the stars are filled. The land is made and then it's peopled. Uh, that the sea is made and then it's filled. There's like this marriage, this uniting of two things together uh, for life to come about. The marriage of two things for life to come about. And then God has this plan to marry his people. And that's why he like, he takes Adam and he, it says he ruah, he breathes. He yeah. they breathes the life of life. I love that line. It breathes the life of life into him so that God can marry his people. Because then if you go to the book of Revelation, all the way at the end of the Bible. Genesis book one, Revelation book 73. 73. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Revelation chapters 20, 21, 20. Is there 22 chapters in Revelation? It's at that. We'll at, say yes. Okay. And it, what is it about? It's about the marriage of the lamb. So it starts and, with and marriage. It starts with marriage and it ends, and it with, ends marriage. with marriage. And then any time that God comes to his people and says, hey, y'all, I'd probably just say y'all. He, 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 wants, to, he wants to fix he the broken relationship. He always speaks the language of the people. Yeah. He wants to fix the problem that's going on. He always says, you've broken your marriage bond. Like Hosea or you know Isaiah or Jeremiah, those prophets show up and it's like, you've broken your marriage bond. Wow. Because this is a marriage between God and His people. That's what. Yeah, they build the golden calf. Was a was a kind of. I mean, the scripture doesn't say this. Kind of, but a kind of a an adultery, of going. Uh huh. You know, we're married, but you're. But we're gonna. Mm, we're gonna go over here. Yeah. Not not living out your marriage, and yeah. so I, I love talking to couples because there's this the opening prayer. I think it's like in um, in the in the mass of uh, you know there's three settings A B and C, and I think it's B. I'm familiar. It says, oh, huh, you are? You've done a wedding once or twice? I was just, I'm familiar with the mass. Oh, okay, with the mass. Yeah. There's this, uh, there's this. I have p- been a priest three years longer than you. Oh, Let's just keep come that on. in mind. Ow. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Nostalgia. Mm. Um, I remember. I remember when I was a priest and you weren't. <laughs> and how great Those it was. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the glory days. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that There's this line in the prayer that says, let them become witnesses like Witnesses, eyewitnesses of divine love. Mm. Like they're that's their. I should have mission. brought my marriage book. Dang that's their, I've got it memorized. <laughs> what? You're lying. But then there's this nostalgic moment You're of the of like the nuptial blessing, where it talks about that this couple, this married couple, that the man and the woman are supposed to be models, taking the people of the past of the Old Testament to to be Ooh, models. It's in the of nuptial them. blessing. It is. Yes, may, it's like the blessing over the woman uh-huh. is like may she yep. imitate uh, the holy women, the holy women whose praises are sung, sung in, in the, the scriptures. scriptures. I love that they're sung in the scriptures. Yep. Wow. And then the man is supposed to he's got his role. Yep. In this, and I always forget that because it's just I love that line that her praise, like she's supposed to become a um, a witness of divine love along with her uh, her husband, a witness of this marriage. And when Adam and Eve go out of the garden and head east, they begin to separate themselves. Well, ah, uh-huh, the woman you put me here with, and then even like so, then in the in the scriptures, I like especially in Saint Paul, you know the idea of. Um, 
that the, the, the marriage, the union of husband and wife, is to be an image of the marriage of Christ and his church. Oh, yes. Um, that I use that a lot in in marriage homilies. Each I mean I, each one is distinct and, yeah. and individual. I don't. Why do you find that so like? I, I think... just love it. I mean, because you look at you, you know you try to I think you try to understand like the the when we say the marriage of Christ and His Church, I think is not a, like an easily understandable concept for a lot of people. But then when you say it's like husband and wife, they're like, oh, because everybody has an experience uh-huh. of husband and wife. But then you look at like the best of husband and wife. I mean, so we, I think we've all had experiences of of difficult marriages, mm-hmm. whether in our own lives or our own parents or you right. know people we know. Um, and so think of the best marriage you've ever seen. The most loving husband and the most loving wife. Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph. But also think about people in your own life. That is... That is an image. That is a, a small piece of what the, the marriage between Christ and the church. But I love, especially in wedding homilies, I have a, a, a kind of a theme that I hit a lot, and the theme is sacrifice. Oh, and so when you say that Christ loves the church, um, I love to, especially if it's in a beautiful church in, in at St. Francis Xavier or in some other church, especially if there is a beautiful and really big crucifix, I point people to it. And I say, this, this is what marriage can look can look like. Um, not that like, oh, marriage looks dead. You don't want to say <laughs> that. You know, I'll make that joke sometimes. Crucified. But when you say that Christ loved, loves the church, uh-huh. what did he, what does love look like? Love looks like. The, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, of die, dying to self, dying for the other. It's beautiful. But I have a more basic question. Okay. So we have all these weddings, all these marriages. Yeah, sure. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Super fun. Um, but what is marriage? Um, I think is a is a question I think we have lost. We have I think if you if you polled a hundred people in Stillwater or anywhere else and you said, What is marriage? I really do think you will get 10 different kinds of answers. I, I have one answer. Go. Uh, I would like you to open that catechism. And I have me. a catechism. Oh, you do. Let's start at the catechism. All right. Cool. So uh, let's go to the catechism. Uh-huh. Okay. What does the catechism say? Big so green the catechism, guy? Uh, this is a- uh, What number we we're got? Gonna, we're, par- we're in paragraph 1601. Ooh. This part, is in the sacrament section? Part two of the catechism or, or the on life the sacraments. Of okay. um, and it is uh, article seven entitled- the sacrament of matrimony. Ooh. So right there, when we talk about marriage in the Catholic Church, we're talking about, we're not talking about getting your marriage license down at the courthouse. <laughs> now, that is marriage yes. in, this, in the civil Sense. realm. Okay. 1601 says this, the matrimonial covenant, that's an important word. The covenant is an covenant. unbreakable bond Covenant, between... not a contract. Covenant, yep. not a... Uh, a, a um, Temporary agreement. Uh The matrimonial covenant by which a man and a woman, that's also key, established between themselves a partnership of the whole of life. Whoa. Okay. Important. That's key. Whole of life. Is by its nature ordered toward. Okay. Two things. Ordered towards. Like that's the direction it's going. That's the direction it's going. Toward the good of the spouses. Bam. One numero uno. 
and the procreation and education of offspring. Okay. Two things, the good of spouses and babies. Yeah. This covenant between baptized persons. Okay, so if you're not, if someone's not baptized, it's not a a marriage. It's not a sacrament. Uh Uh-huh. The covenant between baptized persons has been raised by Christ the Lord to the dignity of a sacrament. Okay, so there's a lot there. So when we say, what is a marriage? What we are saying, loud and loud and clear, loud and proud, um, is that marriage is should be lifelong. Okay. It is lifelong. Okay. All right. It's a covenant. Okay. It's an unbreakable bond. Unbreakable bond. Okay. Um, it is between a man and a woman. Got it. And it is ordered towards two very specific purposes. The good of the spouses and the the procreation and education of children. That's what a marriage is. Okay, what but but if you if you look at our our modern day culture, for example, when you get a marriage license, uh the marriage license in uh the state of Oklahoma has changed since I was ordained a priest. I've been uh or I was ordained in 2007. Uh-huh. 2007, okay. you get a marriage license and it would say um It was so long ago. I'm trying to remember. It would say hu- either husband, husband's name to be known as, like where you'd sign, okay. where the, the the husband would sign. On the other side, it would say what, like wife's or or male. Maybe it said male and female. And now the marriage license in Oklahoma says spouse number one and spouse number two. Yep. What's different? Well, one gives gender, and the other one is correct. Ambiguous. Correct. So in the state of Oklahoma, just in the 14 years I've been a priest, and of course this is true in the United States, after the uh, Obergefell S- Supreme Court decision, that marriage uh, has been read civil marriage has been, in a sense, redefined. Okay, that it, there was a time, oh, 2,000 years plus, where marriage was between a man and a woman, uh, just two, two, not just two people, but a. Um, one man and one woman. And we've now, in the United States and in many places around the country, we've uh, that's been redefined by the court, by the Supreme Court, or by state laws. Um, and the Catholic Church has a problem with that because we would say that's not marriage. It's not marriage. And so now we have a little, a little disagreement. Not so little. Pretty big one because we would say that the the very the very nature of marriage has been some people would say like attacked, um, some people would say undermined. Um, I I'm very interested in the in kind of where this is all going. Um, I love uh, there's a guy named Ryan T. Anderson. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, if you look him up, uh, he he's written numerous books, but a lot on on marriage. What is marriage? Um, he wrote a book called. Um, his most recent book that caused a, consider about, a considerable amount of controversy is called When Harry Became Sally. That's right. Uh, and it got pulled from Amazon, and that was a whole big controversy. But it was around for a couple of years. Well, it was around for a couple of years, yeah. But now to get it, you got to – anyway, you, it's not so easy to get anymore. Um, but he has this thing where he says, you know, we've we, since we've re – as a culture, we've redefined marriage to be between just two people. He said the day is coming – the day is coming when, he, he said, since now we've taken out man and woman, um, what's, he says, what's so special about two? 
Why does it only have to be between two people? Is that like Utah had to get rid of polygamy to get into to the become union. a state? Right. But the next that the next the next thing. So now that marriage has been redefined to include just any two people, two men, two women, doesn't matter. Um, he says, "What's next? What the next barrier to come down is 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 the two. If if we're able to redefine marriage to kind of mean whatever we want it to mean, Correct. then what's the big deal about two? Why can't it be plural? Why can't three people be married? And he actually uses the phrase thruple, a thruple, a thruple, and that it's coming. A, a couple that it's coming. But what's his three? Yep. And he says we're going to see that in our life. It's coming." It's next. Why? Why? Why is it that it, it? Like, why do you think it made such a such a turn from marriage is this covenant? But and you know, not all people believe this. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, not yeah. all people believe the uh, what the Catholic Church. Not teaches. even everyone in this room. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's the two of us staring at each other. <laughs> we both believe it. Yes, and, correct. And, and millions of other people believe it. Sure. What what dro- what do you think drove the culture that direction to say, well, we disagree with you know two thousand years of teaching. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lack of faith has has had something to do with it. Um, I think we've put we've as a as a as a people have gradually pulled away from God, from truth, um, from. Um, you know, from living our lives by a certain uh, defined law, okay, uh, given to us by God and through the through the church. The more you pull away from that, the more the barriers kind of come down that we can just do that we can do whatever we want. And so I don't like this marriage anymore, and so I can just I can just get out of it. Um, I think the other thing that's happened more dramatically in the last fifty years is we have separated marriage from child bearing Ooh. we Go have on. we have taken so for, for you know we said what are the what are the uh, marriages ordered to two things the the goodness of the spouses and the procreation of children we have we've we've cut that in half we've said marriage is ordered towards the good of the two people that want to get married and ch- and children really are not if children come about no big deal um We've made it so that children can, you, that two people don't really have to be, two people don't have to be married to have children. Um, you can now have children kind of in whatever context you want. When in fact, what we know, what science even tells us is that children are better off when they're raised in a family where mom and dad are married and everybody lives together. Now, that doesn't discount. There are widows. There are lots of circumstances in life that make that situation not possible. But but that's the best thing for children. But we've separated marriage and childbearing in a major way. We've okay. separated marriage and sex in a major way. Yeah, we, it, yeah. Especially in the last 50 years. Okay. Because now you can just have sex with whatever. Whomever, whomever, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. That's no, and 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 we're and everyone's supposed to be great. Everyone's supposed to think that's great. And what the what the church would say, and where the church has come under you know significant attack, and I think it's only going to get worse for us. Even though there's never been a better time to be a Catholic, um, <laughs> is that we're th- th- 
there's really one institution that's standing firm and it's us and that's just going to come with it a lot of attention and a lot of attention we've already and we and we're seeing it we've already seen it but ultimately we come back to what is marriage what is marriage and we would say marriage is the the free total faithful and fruitful gift of of a man to a woman and a woman to a man <laughs> marriage okay I would say uh, another one is, Please. Uh, and you kind of alluded to this, is I think the 52% divorce rate in the United States, I mean, it's here in Oklahoma, it's around sure. the country, sure. that other people said, wow, I mean, there's nothing really special to this. If 52% of people get divorced, like, why, why, would, we, why would we hold it as something important or sacred? Obviously, 52% of the people don't, so we can do something better. We can do something, we can do that. Oh, to get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't really matter. No big deal. Yeah. We've, we have, even though, I mean, there's divorce, divorces in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus talks about divorce, Matthew 19, um, lots of it in the, in the Old Testament. So it's not a new, not a new thing. It's not a new concept. Um, but it has become in our culture just a, 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 just a readily accepted thing that's a part of our lives. You you have a catechism in front I of you. I do. You stole my ho, catechism. Ho, ho, green giant. Okay. Um, in the, <laughs> I just came up with that right now, as you can tell. Even though the new catechism is blue, this one's green. I know, but the new catechism is blue I, because we changed the uh, one paragraph twenty nine eighteen on the death penalty. Oh yeah. So it necessitated an entirely <laughs> new printing. It's really confusing. Okay, go. Okay. Ahead. I, uh, not just a supplement. I, so you can flip to sixteen fifty five, which is the domestic church. Ooh, which more. I, I know which we should I, do a show I, on the domestic church. let's do it there's a we are, we talked about the laity a few weeks ago the role of the laity in the life of the church this is I, I there's some really great stuff here which I encourage you to go and it's 1655 through 1658 and the domestic church and it says you know that Jesus was born into a family the holy family of Joseph and Mary and it, and then 1656 says in our time in a world often alien and hostile to faith, Believing families are of primary importance as centers of living, radiant faith. Boom. And that was actually written, I mean, the catechism came out in 1993. That's right. So then so it goes even on. More, even it says, more for this now. reason, the Second Vatican Council, using an ancient expression called the family, the Ecclesia Domestica, 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 it is in the bosom of the family that parents are by word and example the first heralds of the faith with regard to their children. They should encourage them in the vocation, which is proper to each child, fostering in a special care any religious vocation. And then it, ju- it just goes on like how this is the, the first school, the married couple, the, the beauty of the sacrament of marriage is that as couples live this out, they become witnesses of divine love and they become the first teachers of the faith. But comma, they build this domestic church, this church in their own home where it's not just about like I go to church over there. I think that's another like, you know, sort of fault in our culture. It's like, let's put church Inside church, inside a building. That's a fault in the in the church. Yeah, and then we've and made it so that the parish is like solely responsible for the education of children, where parents can kind of abdicate that responsibility to the priests and the catechists. Uh, no, my uh, my kids are well catechized because I dropped them off and went to Catholic schools, and it's like no good. They went to Catholic schools. 
and that domestic. I would say not no good, not enough, not enough. Uh, so the domestic church then what then like ite misa s, you know it the sacrifice is being sent and comma y'all are being misa you're being missionary that's what the word that's mass the end means of, yeah the go in peace go in peace get on out of here y'all and go and found the domestic church in your home so that you can be as this line says so beautifully living radiant faith on your corner or in the middle of your street and in your home and when your kids go to public school or you homeschool them or they go to catholic schools that they can be radiant living faith that you this couple who are missionaries of divine love that's the beauty of the the sacrament of holy that's, matrimony and that's one of the, the purpose of marriage yeah is it's evangelical yeah right so the church the way that we we categorize the sacraments um we categorize the sacrament of holy orders and the sacrament of marriage together as sacraments at the com- at the service of communion. I mean, that, so it's it's meant to be missionary. It's meant to be outward focused. Yes. Husband and wife focused on each other, focusing on their children, and that being so dang attractive to everyone else that they want to do it too, and that they want to be like it. Uh huh. It's mm, good wow. stuff. So anyway, there's a lot more on this, of course. Um, but I recommend the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the section starting at 1601 mm. on marriage. Um, and maybe great, we can go. Good News of Sex go. and Marriage by Christopher West. Yeah, there's some great books. Theology of the Body. Humanae Vitae, the encyclical by Pope Paul VI, St. Paul VI. Yeah, uh, anyway, three to Get Married. Stuff. Three to Get Married by, by Fulton Sheen. Okay, we're out of here. Have a great week. Uh, happy summer. Uh-huh. We love you. Peace. <laughs>